Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake, Chris, and Ames. And we're here today for episode 307! And uh, today we're going to talk about two more episodes of Star Trek The Voyager, which we won't be able to say for that much longer, guys. No, we're in season seven now. This is the last one. This is the last of the good Star Treks. So today we're going to talk about two episodes, you know, mixing it up a little bit. We're going to talk about repression and critical care. Repression. Oh, God. Okay. In repression. <laughs> somebody have you repressed this one yet? <laughs> God. Like, honestly, earlier, I was like, so what episodes did we do this week? Because Chris was like, repression and critical care. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, critical care. That's the hospital one. Yep, that's that was good. And then I was like, repression. Repression. And I was outside, and I was, like, throwing stuff away and putting stuff in the garbage can. And I was like, repression. I was like, seven? No, no. Not seven. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Mm. Uh, in repression, someone is going around the Voyager putting a whooping on the Maquis, former Maquis. Seska, isn't it? That fucking... Definitely Seska. Back from the death. Dead, not death. Someone's uh, attacking former Maquis, and uh, Tuvok is like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I swear I'm going to find out who it is. I know I have a hunch. <laughs> I have unvulcan like feelings about my knowledge about who this person is. And do you know why he has that knowledge, folks? It's and because... that hunch? And that hunch? Well, that's... Booch. Oh, no. Oh, it's a whole shoulder a little, hunch. A little, a little young Frankenstein love from Wasn't Chris. Wasn't it on the other side before? <laughs> didn't, that, didn't that used to be on the other side? Your hump. What hump? Let's <laughs> just talk about Young Frankenstein. Let's quote Young Frankenstein for the rest of the episode. Walk this way. So, yeah, so. Listen, I have a very small track and <laughs> I throw pennies on it myself. You gotta just let me try to just steamroll right through this. Flatten those pennies. Because I'm already forgetting what the fuck this episode's about. So let me just get through it. All right. Anyway, uh, so it is, in fact, Tuvok who has been attacking people. And then he's, like, forgetting it. Gasp. Poor K? Why? Because apparently, years and years and years ago, all right, like seven years ago, when he went all deep state on uh, the Maquis, some sick fuck who had been summarily removed from the Maquis after the fact was doing all kinds of brain experiments on people and fucking with their minds. And uh, he fucked with Tuvok's mind. He fed him some Bajoran words that basically like, uh, what is what is that? Manchurian uh, Manchurian candidate. Candidate did. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And he was going around and he's forcibly mind melding with members of the crew. But like, why the hell would he do that? Well, he did that so that when he spoke those Bajoran words that were spoken to him, to the other people, they would go into brainwash mode also and take over the ship. They would have got away with it too, except... Tuvok is apparently a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Janeway's like, you're in control, Tuvok. And he's like, oh yeah, I am in control. And, uh... Vulcan power. <laughs> control. And he, yeah, yeah, that's every power you can have, he's got it. And so he goes around and unfucks everybody that he fucked, including Chakotay, Bellana, a couple guys we've never seen before, I think. Bunch and, we have. And that constant background Shell. guy. The background guy. Um, the Ayala? 
Yeah. Was he McKay? Yep. Yep. Uh, so I know we also saw Shell, which was exciting. Yes, we did. That was great. Shell again. So happy. And Tabor, who's a little dick. Oh, I I think I liked Tabor. Was he the first one they found? Yeah. Knocked out in the front. I thought he was pretty. Yeah, we met him in uh, Nothing Human. He was the one who was like, a Cardassian doctor? You mm. know he's Mengele, right? Okay, I thought that might have been him, but that I was him. Sure. But yeah, it turns out this uh, this Bajoran dude, yeah, he uh, he was all about keeping the Maquis going, I guess. And even if, you know, the Maquis were no more, he wanted to continue to further their plans. What a weird guy. <laughs> what a fucking weird guy. And the way that he got this, the way that he, like, activated Tuvok was he... <laughs> uh, witchcraft, evidently. You know, you know how, you know how they used to put, oh, they used to put, quote, <laughs> the people used to be worried about satanic messages on records and he oh, played them God. backwards or whatever. Well, he did that with, like, a letter from Tuvok's son, and, uh, of course, Tuvok is a fascist and reads everybody else's mail, but doesn't do any scans of his own, so he never saw that shit coming. I thought, that's some Odo behavior right there. For real, he become. I was thinking that, I was like, wow, Odo <laughs> really is, friends. Odo really is a good changeling, I never suspected this whole time he was Tuvok. Ah. But yeah, he manages to unbrainwash everybody and they unfuck the ship, the end. And they all go to go all have a movie night. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Tom's stupid new movie holodeck program. So... You actually already got something I was going to bring up later. I'm pretty sure the Federation is actually fascist. Oh, undoubtedly. Like... Haven't we said this before? Yeah, but there's just more evidence. Yeah, Because, like, Tuvok's just allowed to suspend privacy if he thinks he needs to. It was really easy to impose martial law in that DS9 two-parter. In that alternate reality... Where Harry stayed behind and Daniel Bird or whatever went on Voyager. <laughs> Starfleet can just beam into your apartment, phasers drawn, if they have a whiff of a suspicion about you. It's like... But the utopia fu- oh, utopian future of it all, Chris. Yeah, I am increasingly on side with Eddington. The Maquis. Yeah, Eddington. Oh, also, I realized this is where, because we, ages ago, we talked about the ship being called the Beljean. Yep, yep. And this must be, this is where you see it on screen. You do. That's the one thing I'm not on side with him about. Little (laughs) too obsessed with Les Mis. It's just not, who even gets, this is Les Mis Corner. Who can even get past the fucking hundred pages about Waterloo? Like, I was, like, enjoying the book, and then they were like, let's talk about Waterloo. And I was like, do we have to? And it was just like, yes, and we're going to keep going until you lose interest. And I was like, yep, you're right. And I have. have. Thanks. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't know, man. It's like, something wrong with Federation. Deeply wrong. I like when Chris says, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like he's (laughs) like, hello, hello, fellow students. (laughs) (laughs) I think you already know, Chris. (laughs) I I swear, it's they get it from the Vulcans. Vulcans are all about fascism. Oh, yeah. Because well, it's logical. Certainly Spock loved it. Mm-hmm. It's so and efficient. Tuvok seems yeah, to like Tuvok's it a lot. A and that baseball Vulcan was a giant racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Tuvok, though, Tim Russ got to do some fun stuff this he episode. Did. So he I did. was like, oh yeah, right, good. Because I feel like... It's been a while. I also feel like there hasn't really been like a Tuvok episode in a while, if really at all, like we can always say, like yes, there have been some good Chakotay episodes I mean, in which even about... well, there was that episode where we did his past. Is that the one you were gonna say? No, I was gonna say uh, riddles. Riddles. That well, that one's episode. kind of like That's a, a Tuvok yeah. and Neelix buddy comedy, like Tuvix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's the one with oh the girl. Who wanted to kiss his mouth a lot. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that was, was called. Girl tank Girl there, yeah. Yeah, the Tank Girl. About, they were about... on that planet where time moved differently. and 
There were, it's like Tom and Tuvok crash landed on this like oh, shitty yeah. desert planet and had to eat spiders. Yeah, with Tank Girl. Sounds spiders. like some piece of shit TOS episode. Is that what it was? Oh, no, with this, it was... I understand, but it sounds oh. like a TOS yeah, episode. Fair. It's like one the spiders of, one, be worse though. One of them's. It's actually like. A dog in a spider costume. Yes. <laughs> it's someone's hand just crawling around. <laughs> they painted black. No, the same guy that played Thing. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but really, but really though, like Tuvok doesn't get a ton to play with. That's really like exploring him. Mm. It's always always oh, a way to explore somebody else, like Neelix, like the Neelix Tuvok uh, relationship, which we do love. But what well, what are what are the Tim Russ episodes? I mean, I thought that the I thought Riddles was very. Gave, gave Tim Russ a lot to do. Oh yeah, because he was acting yeah. and acting off. in that, and he was playing like a not Tuvok. You know, mm. it wasn't just like he was Tuvok. Yes, he reminder: was like, Tim Russ can act. He's mm. awesome. I really love Tim Russ. Yeah, uh-huh. and in this one, he does some interesting things because he was still doing them as the normal Tuvok, yeah. but it had this interesting range to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is one of the rare bits in season seven, or really since season four, that did. Jerry Ryan have a line? I know there's like... She walked past Chell yeah, at one There's point. one <laughs> shot of her where people are suspicious of her. Oh, that's then, right, yeah. And then I don't think she ever shows up again during the episode. She must <laughs> have been fucking relieved she got a day out of the corsets. They just filmed mm. that real quick at the end of a different filming day, and they were like, you know what, why don't I you take the so. week off? They actually, they forgot to even arrest her or Icheb because they were just both being science in astrometrics. Mm. You know, it was over, it was like... <laughs> they didn't even notice anything had happened. Yeah, Seven, <laughs> where were you? What, we were busy. For three days? I was so happy to not be interrupted. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it sounded like you guys had it covered. And we, we signed, well, the mutineers made sense to us. It was logical. I mean, yeah, that's the other thing, though. Is like, I do not... I, okay, they got the jump on Janeway. And they got, evidently, the jump on uh, the people on the bridge with the, you know, they, they shot they shot poor Harry. and Typical. Um, <laughs> Every day they shoot poor Harry. But I don't see there not being organized resistance to the mutineers like i don't see seven of nine not storming the bridge like unless they just locked all the doors from the security console which I feel is like probably she, a thing yeah, you can but do. She yeah, hacked yeah it. as i say like yeah. seven of nine is not she, doors aren't stopping she her. genuinely just didn't give a fuck she would yeah. just go honestly she would be like a one woman wrecking crew she would take everybody out on her own yeah you and know like, what i mean she would crawl through the vents and that's like I think a missed opportunity in this episode would would have been you know and I'm not I know people complain that oh seven of nine's always you know she's the Mary Sue she's always the fucking hero <laughs> but at the same time it's like it kind of could have made sense to like maybe she's the one that gets through to, to Tuvok somehow yeah or at the very least do what you do like whenever something's happening and Data could always solve the problem mm. is someone has turned him off yeah like or, in the game well I was, I was gonna say she could do the game with yeah, Tuvok yeah. flash him with a light. <laughs> And then he, oh shit! The real missed opportunity was seeing brainwashed Chell. Why? I just, honestly, the more you think about, I think about it, is like he makes less sense as a Maquis than Chakotay. Because Chakotay doesn't feel like a terrorist, but he feels like a man of principle. Yes. Mm. How did this guy end up going? He wanted to get laid. <laughs> or it was you like, know that? Yep. That's, that's gotta <laughs> and, be and it. if not that, it was the kind of like I'm joining the army after high school because I have no other options. Mm. Well, yeah, but you don't join the Maquis because you're out of options. You join. You might. Well, maybe he flunked out of Starfleet and was like, eh, yeah. Maybe if the army didn't Starfleet, want him, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like your explanation. He did to impress impress someone. He's that, like the, like that uh, like that 
kid that was selling military secrets on, uh, or not selling, but like sharing military secrets on Discord to impress his friends. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's or, what, maybe that's maybe Chell was on like the Maquis Discord and like, hey, I know some shit. Uh, um, he was like, yeah, I used to be, I used to, be, I was training to be a barber at Starfleet Academy, and just, I couldn't cut it, literally. Hey. Hey. <laughs> or one of those, you know, tank video game guys that keep giving away secrets mm. to prove they're really in the military, dumbasses. Oh, I had a thought. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so we've done this mutiny. Done. We, Check it out. We haven't. We've, we've got control of the bridge. Janeway's under lock and key. There's still a good chunk of the Maquis that haven't been brainwashed yet. So, mm-hmm. Tuvok, we got to get on that. But before we do anything else, everybody take five. Go to your quarters. <laughs> yep. Find your old Maquis shirt and, and, and vest and everything. Or and replicate a new one. Uh, Ayala couldn't find his, which is why he had to be in Dash Rendar cosplay. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, the the I, I, it's so silly that they that they had to change their costumes. It really did just drive home though the fact that they never should have put them in uniform. Oh yeah, they look yeah, way better. True. Yeah, I do like like uh, Torres's little jacket. I think is super cute. Mm-hmm. Or it's they could have made that a plot point. They could have been like, it could have been symbolic of the integration of the crews. Like maybe they wear their own uniforms for a while. Nope, it happens in episode one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a joint ship, but you're gonna wear our fucking uniforms, Chakotay. Well, Don't you fucking argue. Fascists. I also there was an interesting bit earlier where like there was some discord sewing between Chakotay and Janeway, a li- like a tiny bit when oh, when yeah. he was like, "Oh, my crew is," and she's like, "Your crew? Hmm. Uh, our crew." Has as like has he has like. He already gotten Tuvok or something? Well, like, no, it, it kind of makes sense. It's on his mind again because of that letter from Starfleet a few weeks, months, whatever, back, where they were like, so oh, how are the Maquis? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that. I'm going to need a lawyer when we get home. Mm. I wonder if that book guy from TOS is still alive. Hmm. Definitely not. <laughs> Maybe you can get the lawyer from... Uh, from Cardassia. Cardassia. Yes! That you was my, that... flatter me, sir! You flatter me! Uh, I liked uh, your theory, Caitlin, about the reason Tuvok snapped wasn't actually the uh, mind control. I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't. Like, Chris is always trying to feed me these thoughts that I had, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't remember what I was thinking earlier. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So, go ahead. Tell everybody how brilliant I am. <laughs> when they were watching Tuvok's letter, before they were watching the, like, you know, subliminal message his son is like so yeah i'm uh <laughs> dropping out of xeno linguistics to do music instead and she was like that's really what drove tuvok crazy mm-hmm. i do remember that now yeah and i stand by it yeah it's like uh bataille picard's oh son. yeah that bataille mm. not not older bataille no not, young, not young bataille that bataille but his but son bataille wait who's the other bataille the... who he was named after yeah oh right Picard, uh, um cayman's friend yeah 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 or, uh, like, Dax's loser brother, who's a shitty artist and won't just do the work for Oh, family. Esri, Dax's, right. Did I say Dax, or did I too say... You many, said Dax, but I immediately Daxes, thought Jadzia. Too many batais. I was gonna say, yeah, Dax's artist friend was a musician, too. Yeah, that, yeah, that's why... That didn't go well at all. Yeah, first I thought Jadzia, then I thought murderer, and then I was like, oh, no, no, Esri's layabout brother. Yeah. Who wasn't the killer? 
No, he, he was. helped. He kill. was okay. Everyone, everyone, everyone was, was the killer, especially okay. O'Brien's the <laughs> Orient Express. <laughs> uh, but getting back to this, there is a lot crammed in Tuvok's brain. Yeah, like because we already know that you know at the beginning of the show he must have already had the girl falling off yeah. a cliff disease. Mm-hmm. He now has all of Suter's absolutely bonkers memories from his mind meld. Yeah. Uh, you know, having seen Event Horizon and all that shit. There was a time when he was possessed by the Komar, and I was like, this is just what's happening to, Co- to Tuvok all the time. I just said, now imagine all these personalities would sit around in his head having tea parties. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the fucking the, the parasite died. Now, brainwash is gone. So, it's starting to, you know... More room for Tuvix. Picturing the scene where, like, you know, Tuvok springs Janeway. This didn't actually happen in the episode, but they... Good, good. Springs uh, springs Janeway. They storm the bridge. Guns blasting. And, uh, you know, phasering everybody. You know, they they phaser Harry Kim. Again. Again. (laughs) And, and, uh, And Janeway's like, good, Tuvok, you... You phasered, you phasered brainwashed Harry. And, and to, I was like, he was brainwashed? <laughs> Harry's like, oh, wow, that's smart. So, like, couldn't he in theory brainwash anybody? Everyone. That's true. Why did it only I have didn't to think be Maquis? Like, maybe that's it was, a good point. They were the only ones that had the fun outfits. Was, like, maybe it's easier because they were already... You know, had been in the muck. Yeah. Drunk words are sober thoughts. Mm. I also thought, like, man, you think this this evil psycho would make his brainwashing more violent. But then I was like, maybe maybe even he, he knows, like, you can only brainwash someone so far. Yeah, I'm guessing it's more like... It's like a nudge. Versus yeah. Versus like a... Like a it's not quite like the Geordie level of yeah, like you Manchurian candidate. You couldn't make Chakotay murder people in cold blood because it just that's too far even for mind controlled well, Chakotay. <clears throat> the guy, what the hell is his name? His name is Tiro Ana An- 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 Anadis. Sure. Tiro. Tiro. Let's call him Tiro, Tiro. and Anus. Tiro and Anus sounds Tiro like a Tiro my Anus? Yowza. <laughs> T- Tiro and Anus sounds like a great dessert. Some sort of Italian baked mm. good. A lot of ricotta. Mm-hmm. He actually talks, though, about like how his mind is perfect for it because he's a Vulcan. Because yeah, he's got all that, that shit sense, yeah. right under the surface. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also, I think, yeah, I, I don't think you're... I don't think you're getting anybody, except for maybe Tuvok, to do anything that is too far outside of their character. Mm. Like, um, like, Chakotay wouldn't have... Like, if Chakotay was truly brainwashed, he wouldn't have given Tuvok the unloaded phaser, I think. I think he would have just... Batleth. Take this Batleth. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, and, and, like, they weren't behaving terribly out of character, with the exception of Bellana, who doesn't give a fuck about Tom when she's brainwashed. Right. It was a funny... I, Tuvok didn't even get to her. She just saw them changing <laughs> yeah. and was like, yes! Yeah, get well, to the little jacket well, again! Well, I wonder that. I'm, I'm wondering, like, there's... You know there's, like, two of the of the Maquis crew that were like, fuck yeah, we're doing this! <laughs> yes. oh, yeah! That didn't need to be brainwashed and, like... And, and Janeway's was... taking notes. 
Janeway's like, Tuvok told me, uh, Ayala, that, uh, that he never brainwashed you. So, uh, what about that? Oh, I got, uh, I got it from Chell. Chell did me. Yeah. <laughs> Vork, Vork, Vorked me. We saw another Vulcan in that, yeah. in that mutiny scene just yeah. hanging out. And considering back in, I think it was Counterpoint... They said, you know, because it was like only all the telepaths have to go into hiding in the transporter buffer oh, right, from right. the assholes that are that are racist against telepaths or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And they said specifically, we have two Vulcans and a Betazoid. Yeah. And so we know the two Vulcans they're referring to because we saw them were Tuvok and, and Vorik. And then we saw the back of the head of a Betazoid woman. Mm. And where did this vo- random Vulcan lady come from? Maybe Unless she's Romulan. I'm saying she's, she's a Romulan. She's the child oh. of Romulan defectors. Okay, that I kind of like. Although this is TNG era, she would have had the stupid <laughs> fucking. But I mean, she's a she's a member of the Maquis, so I could just very easily see a Romulan joining the Maquis. Or that, yeah, you yeah, know? they're yeah. scheming. I think yeah. that. See, I had a great thought while watching this. Congratulations! That, like, there's a thought <laughs> of like so many missed opportunities in the Maquis. That this episode should have been in season like, fucking one. <laughs> like, how awesome would it have been if they had introduced? A Romulan character who was a member of the Maquis. Mm. And, like, the Starfleet crew is like, okay, yeah, no, I'll get along with the Klingons. I'll get along with Bajorans not and, and Borg, humans. Fuck but that guy. I'm not getting along. I'm not going to serve on a starship with a fucking Romulan. Are you kidding me? Is that you, Worf? Well, <laughs> yeah, but you could have people that were like that. Or, even better, even fucking better, a Cardassian. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. What if... Here's another thought I had. What if... Because they were... Remember, they were chasing the... Dragon. Yes. <laughs> they were chasing the Valjean uh, mm-hmm. into the into the Badlands. What if they had on board Voyager at the start of the show a, a Cardassian liaison who was, like, there to help out or, or you know, whatever. Um, Bolana would have murdered him well, season one. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if, like, integrating the crews and, oh, shit, we got a fucking Cardassian. And he's not just, like, a token Starfleet Cardassian. He's a legit... Yeah, he's not Garrick. He, yeah. Gray area all the way no, down. No, he, he's a gull. He's, yeah, this is, like, you know, what if they had Fifth gotten, generation uh, Obsidian Order. You know, Gull, Gull Evac to, <laughs> to pop in. And then it's really awkward when Seska pops up because then it's like, Ooh. you fucking knew about this, didn't you? And you can be like, no, this is one of their crazy... We don't keep each other in the loop. That's why we don't constantly fail like the Romulans. Yeah. So, so many missed opportunities. Like, I wish they would not have done any more Maquis shit because it just reminds me of yeah. all of the Aww, ways rats. that they failed. Well, okay. So let's talk about Johnny Tiramisu or whatever his name was. Good, good. Delicious. What? Like... This is a holy time. Yeah, right. But he's like... He's sitting around in hiding wherever he is. And this is, is, it's like, seven years have passed. Yeah, like, by now, he's probably... You know, the Maquis didn't want him. I'm sure even the Bajoran government has, like, washed their hands of him. So he's just sitting there bitter, and he's like, Yes, yes, finally, my old contact's been found decades away. Let's activate him. Yeah, because he forgot about him entirely. Fucking why? And the and rest of the Maquis is gone. Yeah, arrested or dead. Like, what did he say? When they get here in several decades... <laughs> arrested, dead, or recruited back to Starfleet. It's the, it's the principle of the thing. They'll Seriously. fuck up that Starfleet ship and I win somehow. Yeah, what an what idiot. What a weird fuck. Hate that guy. Also, I'm a little not terribly pleased that just, like... 
Voodoo is real as long as it's Bajoran voodoo. It's like, what is happening with this well, weird man? Well, I don't know if there was voodoo. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, I think it was science. I think yeah. it was. Was it? Well, yeah, it was. Science, it, was science, can, science. it was like, it was Manchurian candidate shit. It is was, that real? No, <laughs> but it's, but they did it to Jordy. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, they, like. But that was an implant in his voice. But it's also, yeah, but the, you know, for all, there was instruments on Tuvok's head, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh. it wasn't like he was screaming, uh. You know, smoke, smoke. Are you smoking yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> he had he had him strapped down and was doing you know st- invasive uh, work on his brain. So yeah. I didn't buy it. Yeah, you know they do it enough. I'm like, yeah, sure. They also speak in a Jordy stole his trick of. Because they remember with oh, the invisible yes. like an identity crisis. Yeah, they, yes, they, yes, like, I love that backwards. Not backwards compatibility. They like backtracked from a oh the shadow. Yeah, they yeah. were able to kind of yeah, yeah. extrapolate from there. I was like, I've seen this computer. Remove all the people. Why is there still a shadow on the wall? There must I... be a person there. Yeah. yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Like, the, yeah, because I was I was even wondering like, okay, so you're trying to figure out who was in the room with with Tabor that could have knocked him into a coma. Couldn't you just ask the computer where who else was in this room at that time? And then they do at some point. Yeah. And it's like, why why haven't you done this? Because what they the did, fuck? here's the thing, they didn't know what kind of episode they wanted to make. Mm. They were like, Oh, we want to do like a, a Is it a mystery? Yeah, we want to do a mystery episode. Is but, it a thriller? Yeah, but no. Like they they, they didn't if they had picked one direction, it would have been a lot better. I don't know any of their songs. Wow. Oh god. <clears throat> Uh, I have heard Harry Styles' solo album. It's not bad. But yeah, I love I love the visual of just a shape yeah, over yeah, what would cool. have been the, the the comatose Tabor body. Yeah, and just saying like, okay, who could that be? Not Naomi Wildman. Mm. Good joke. That, I, I did like, like that. that line. Yeah, yeah. I said jokes on them. She actually made herself a robot suit. Ooh. But the other thing too, you'd think that that Tuvok would have been better at covering his tracks. But he's mind controlled. Like how much? It, yeah, like is what? it him? Well, that's that's the thing, though. I think it is. It's him. It's him, but evil him. You know? Hot. The, the pro- that's the thing is the guy didn't consider Tuvok might figure it out too soon. Mm. You know, like he only had to do so much. Although, yes, had anyone said like, "Give me this data," and they'd have been like, "It's been restricted." Well, who by? Well, that's restricted. Then Janeway just would have gone to Tuvok and said, can you unrestrict this? Janeway should be able to unrestrict that. She's the captain. Yeah, you'd, you'd think. <laughs> she's right there. Yeah. Watching movies with him. Yeah. And she's like, eating popcorn. Okay, and what, el- what else happened in this room? We have to find out. <laughs> Play the next tape. <laughs> I like that when Tom was uh, programming his movie cinema, he had to program in somebody to shush people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he did that. Because he knew that in the 24th century, nobody's going to know you're not supposed to talk at the theater. Because mm. they haven't been to a movie theater. Well, no, but they, they go to plays and concerts Well, but that's constantly. different because you don't talk in the play because you don't want to be rude to the actors on stage. Mm. But you talk at the movie theater, it's just to be rude to the other audience members. I did think the cinema set looked fake as Fuck. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by fake as... Like, know. it looked like a set and not a cinema. Why would I don't I think it looked like a nineties cinema. 90s? It was, wasn't it supposed to look like twenties or I something? I know, but it looked like the type of movie theater that I can remember being in 
a lot. It didn't look fake to me. I don't know. Maybe it's because it looked like really small. It looked like you could fit it in this room. I mean, I honestly, like, did you, did it say, was it a set even or? I wouldn't have been super surprised if it was just one of the screening rooms at Paramount. Yeah, that's there was, what I wonder. There was very little on this episode, on either of these episodes on uh, Memory Alpha. I do not know. No, I, I I think it was probably a real movie theater. Doubt it. Be, because, place bets on it be, not. Well, the reason I think that is because there was a projection booth. And that they added feels, that in post. <laughs> that feels like excessive construction for something that's only going to be seen briefly it was a window that they shone light two, out of. two windows this is a 3d movie oh that's it was a 3d movie that was kind of funny yeah, i wonder of... if you put on red blue 3d glasses and watched this episode if harry would if punch those, you in the face <laughs> if the screen would have appeared in, in 3d god you know thank god they were in syndication because i feel like if they hadn't been like had they been tied to like nbc or abc or whatever for sweeps, they would have been like, "Hey, could this episode be in 3D?" Oh, well, they no. weren't. They weren't. And this show wasn't. This was the first one that wasn't in syndication. Oh, right. This was UPN, right? But they owned their. They own, owned the network. Yeah. It like I feel like, yeah, like some of the network would have been gimmicky. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, if you buy this week's special edition TV guide, the glasses will be in there, and and they would have had a lot of like gags. Oh yeah, like where oh oh this this. Phaser rifle is coming towards you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That scene that was shot, the guys walking, you know, instead of shooting from the side, they totally would have shot him from the front. Yep, the... yep. Every time, every time they do a, a flyby of the ship, it flies directly at the screen. Yeah. Seven of nine just runs towards the no! screen a lot. Wouldn't Woof. it have made everything look weird though and blurry if it was that way without the glasses? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they used to do like I, like Dumb. Drew Carey had a 3D episode I can remember watching. Didn't ER do a live episode? Drew Carey did a, several live they episodes. Did, yeah. wow. That Drew Carey, like that show. They did do two, one for East Coast, one for West Coast. Yeah. Right. I mean a lot of shows. I feel like 30, 30 Rock, Rock had it too, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember ER did it and uh I remember what wasn't a live episode, but as far as like gimmick sweeps episodes, mm. X Files once did like an all black and white '30s monster movie inspired type mm. episode. Sweeps is dumb. Well, I don't know. I, I, it's yes, and I think that in some ways there was a lot more fun and experimentation on TV at that time. Like, yeah, I can get behind that's that. Like, true. The, you know, try something different. Yeah, do especially no, it's sweeps. It's especially a good for like a comedy like Thirty Rock or Drew Carey, where you can. You can like get away with doing a goofy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah when a comedy episode. does something weird, you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, and if you screw up, it's funny. Yeah, um, that's that's half the fun. And like X Files had a lot of great, like, kind of experimental episodes. One of the, one of my favorite X Files episodes that played with the format was a parody of the show Cops, where oh. it was filmed in the style of Cops, and it was like a ride along with right. with Mulder, Mulder and Scully. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny! It, and it was really well done. I got into that show late, and I feel like it was always at its best when it wasn't focused on the parking conspiracy bullshit. Oh yeah, that, yeah. It started out much more monster of the week, and, and it was you know it was hit or miss, but more more hit I think possibly. Yeah. If yeah, Fringe is another show that was like that where they they kind of started as a monster of the week, and then it gradually became the plot, you know, the the serialized plot. John Noble typecast bad dad. Oh, he's mm. great in it. Yeah, it's on the list of stuff I must watch one of these days. X Files, Fringe, Fringe, Fringe. Yeah, it's good. Joshua Jackson. Oh yeah, he looks great. 
Do we have anything else about this? We, we talked about all sorts of weird stuff now. I mean, I don't. I wrote down in large letters, all signs point to Chakotay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Oh, that one thing I, I'll say. I wish that all cinemas had the ability to to delete the audience. Mm, that would be nice. Like Jake's mother asked us recently, are you guys going to go see the new Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm like, fucking no. Have you even seen the first two? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. They're, they're fine. I, but I just hate the theater experience oh, yeah, me too. so much. I've heard that the third one's really good. I'll but go, I can I'll go to just see to eat popcorn. Uh, we should probably Let's put something else on our face. Yeah. Critical care. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the, then, uh, critical care. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice segue there. I feel like uh, we've really... Uh... Yes, I love it already. <laughs> Speaking of a pending health like, crisis. Like... <laughs> 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 oh, so much better. Thank God you were here. He lives here. Critical care. Uh, in critical care, some douchebag named Gar steals the EMH and sells him into literal EMH hell. Slavery. Uh, well, yeah, but like, I feel like if it was just regular slavery, it would still suck. But like, at least he wouldn't have to then be also stuck in the American healthcare system. Mm. Like, I feel oh, like that's Hey-o. worse. You know yeah, this, this does feel specially tailored to ruin his day. Yeah. Yeah, this it's is... like Robot Hell with less songs. He'd love Robot Hell he if there were lots of songs. But yeah, so uh, in Critical Care, it seems like uh, people who are more highly valued by society are the only ones that get good health care. Hmm. And people that aren't highly valued by society don't. Hmm. And, it reminds uh, me of something. Yeah. It an and... episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh yeah, Simpsons did it. And the doctor is like, well this is some bullshit. You have the good drugs right upstairs with all the rich useless people. I mean, the blue that one woman over and over again i hated her so much she was comatose the whole episode and i wanted to strangle her like oh lord we want to make sure that her arteries don't break down like okay fuck so but the the doctor learns pretty quickly how to manipulate the system and steal drugs for his actually sick patients not just rich people who like think they need colonoscopies and who knows what else that they don't actually need i don't know colonoscopies are real i think you're thinking of uh Colonic irrigation? Yes. Thank you. That's what I meant. Which occasionally people need. Well, but I just mean like having a colonoscopy a month would be useless. But if you were rich and had Mm. a butt thing, maybe you'd do it. I don't know. (laughs) Do you know that in like the 1900s there was a... a, What is this? It was like a a snake oil type treatment for various ailments that literally involved blowing smoke up your butthole. Where's that come from? And that is where the term... I do feel like I've heard that before. Do you know now that... Women sit over hot steam for their hoo-hahs. So maybe a thousand years from now, it'll be <laughs> they really call, blowing smoke up my vagina. Do they call it a steamed clam? Wow. <laughs> uh, steamed hams, that's what I said. <laughs> keep, keep with the summary. Oh yeah, now. Now Chris wants me to not be interrupted. I don't know. I feel like I said it. That's it. He learns to manipulate the system. He's getting help, but then he gets caught. And in order to teach the head administrator a lesson, he injects him with some kind of death. And then that guy is not seen to be valuable enough to get the treatment. So he's like, maybe we should change some shit. What do you think, bud? And he's like, okay. Holy shit. The ethics in this episode are just so broken. It's amazing. Uh, no, they weren't broken. It turns out everything was functioning normally yeah. and correctly. Uh, well, I mean, so, like, I had so many thoughts. Thought one, 
Does the Hippocratic Oath override the Prime Directive? Ooh. No. Because, like... What this... about what about the Omega Turret? Well, the Doctor's not... I, I, think, I don't think it does, and I think the Doctor also it might not necessarily be beholden to the Prime Directive. Well, no, well... Oh, I thought you were going to say the well, Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> I was trying to think of other examples. Obviously not. I was trying to think of other examples, and I was thinking that time Bev... Um, Fucked a ghost. Got kidnapped oh. in that, oh, like, civil oh, war. But even before she was kidnapped, she was, like, you know, just meeting out medicine. And people were like, no, don't do that. She's like, fuck off, I'm a doctor. And it's like, technically, you know, she was interfering in that sense by just giving out medical help to whomever. So, yeah. like, is there a provision in the... Or, like, uh, you know, I mean, maybe the Starfleet wouldn't care. They'd be like, well, fuck you. But, like, you know, if you're a doctor, what takes presence what? and in the sense of like obviously like yeah you can't go down to an undeveloped world and like here's the cure for your weird space disease but if you're like with a society that's more or less technologically on par or whatever and they're just like oh gosh i need a doctor and like you know he had a little more knowledge but he was only using their stuff because he didn't have his own equipment so like what are, what is a doctor more beholden to the prime directive or they were being a doctor i think he would have to treat what, yeah, I think, yes. I think he would treat it. I think he would be required to treat it. I mean, you know, you can go all the way back to DS9 with Bashir on the the the, the phage. Yeah. Or the quickening. No, the phage was the other one. Oh, I was thinking the other one with the Jem'Hadar. The, oh, well, no, yeah, I think it's literally one. called Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. yeah. But, but that the, one also is yeah, a hostage situation. The, the quickening. You could make that argument. Yeah. Bones regrew some lady's kidney in 1986. <laughs> well, that was... Flagrant abuse yeah, of power. Yeah, he was just like, here's the thing. Bones was drunk twenty three seven. That's so. Twenty six. What's the seven? other hour? Sleeping. Sleep. <laughs> boning. Yeah. Now, Bones you, is always boning. Now you made an interesting comment about the the U.S. healthcare system. Now I couldn't help while watching this episode though that the the system as portrayed in this episode is the exact scaremongering tactic that conservatives or just people that are opposed to socialized medicine used to describe yeah. the conditions in socialized medicine. The care will have to be rationed and there'll be death panels mm -hmm. that will choose who, if your grandma's valuable enough to society. Yeah, She's not. Um, I know her. Well, there you go. So it's interesting that, like, I think depending on who watches this episode and their political leanings or thoughts on on healthcare are going to either see it as a damning damning condemnation of the United States healthcare system or a damning condemnation of socialized healthcare mm -hmm. and both have valid points true true damn although let's be honest all the arguments against socialized healthcare I think my favorite one is people like it's going to take you so long to get an appointment under socialized healthcare it's like just do like you not try to get appointments now yeah, as I say, you like say, try, what? To, try to get a try to get a, no, a physical. You wait six months. Yeah, but but the people that don't want socialized medicine are the people who are like rich and probably have like physicians yeah, on retainer or some yeah. shit. So no, they've never had to wait for anything in their whole fucking lives. No, I know. But notable about this episode is that it was not. It didn't, or at least it wasn't presented as being capitalistic. The um, no, a machine like, made the rules. Yeah, it was. It was. It yeah, was, they were like trying to like what claw their way back from some kind of condition that had happened. Well, it was a, it was a bureaucratic issue, yeah. uh, not a money issue, and it was strictly based on people's value to society. 
Yeah, what a mealy mouthed episode. Yeah. <laughs> when you now that you've described it that way, it's actually really hedging its bets very strongly. What what cowards? Mm. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think it, 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 we can all agree that bureaucracy is garbage, and uh, that's the that's the real lesson. Bureaucrats can eat shit. True. And it reminded me also a lot of some of the stuff that you'd hear during the pandemic with like triage. And oh, about like people having to like not being able to get people into beds because like or not get having enough ventilators and stuff. Yeah, or... like who do we give the ventilator to? Do we give it to the ninety year old that's like probably gonna die with or without the ventilator, or like, you know, the forty year old who will probably survive if he gets the ventilator. Yeah, or for that matter, I know there was also the argument of do we give this bed to someone to to an anti vaxxer who's here out of their own st- fucking stupidity and then got covid mm-hmm. or someone who has some other disease who needs our help yeah so it's it's really i mean i think this episode has a lot of interesting things to say i don't and to your point chris i don't know that it give a, gives us answers it makes you angry it does make you very angry I'm no matter angry. no matter what you think of it it makes yeah. you angry i know there's a book I'm, I'm assuming it's called uh teaching medicine and medical ethics using popular culture that suggests using this episode as part as the part of a curriculum Mm-hmm. Nerds. I will say I actually remember reading about this episode when, like, it was like, re- it was a TV Guide article about the upcoming season seven of Voyager. The shit I retain. Nah, you didn't even watch season seven of Voyager. No, no, I was going to and then just never got around to it. Um, you were like, ugh, critical care, no. But he specifically talked about one of the writers, like, oh yeah, no, we got this episode coming up about HMOs, so. Yeah. <laughs> Even if the show didn't say it quite explicitly, that was certainly in the writer's head. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what really bothered me about this episode? What? That you have the proper nouns. Can I see? Yes. Proper nouns? Find find the proper nouns from the card. Yeah. That. Um, oh, that Voji sounds like OG. Well, no, that Voji <laughs> and Tebis look the same. They do look. They very look similar. so fucking similar. I, I, yeah, they I do. agree, and they were in the same color. Like scrubs and shit. Yeah, but yeah. Voji had a little bit more of Emilio Estevez about him. Yeah, he was old, and he was a little older, obviously. But like they could have, they could have been brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe they were. Oh, uh, when that fucking bureaucrat killed that kid, though. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a violation of ethics, but I'm with you, Doc. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's like an interesting. I wish they hadn't made the care on blue floor blue level quite so superfluous like because mm. to make it like oh it's to treat this you know an entirely unnecessary yeah condition. it's unnecessary treatment it's it's preventative it's not even con- like treating a condition like i wish i think it could have had a more salient comment if the doctor's choice was actually a choice yeah like like okay the doctor chooses to give the medicine to the kid, and then the and then it's kind of the question of like, well, was that really the right thing to do? Because what the administrator then says is like, well, you used up the the allocation, and there's no there's not going to be enough medicine. Like if the con- if there was an actual consequence, and not just we're creating a consequence to make it, you know, to punish the doctor. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, artificial scarcity. But if there was it's legit certainly. scarcity or... or well, if, but maybe there was real scarcity. We don't really know. We don't know. Well, what we do know is that they're giving the medicine to people that don't really need it. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, probably and, not, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would be like if if you went to like the dentist and you got all the fluoride for like your teeth, and meanwhile all the people who actually need fluoride mm. for some other thing that's actually killing them don't get fluoride. Yeah, I love fluoride. It tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> it makes your teeth sticky for a day. Yeah, like everything, everything about the situation infuriated me mm-hmm. in in a good way. In in the way. Yeah, that, that's an effective that, episode. Yeah, exactly. In the way that that. That it should be. I feel like if, if this episode doesn't upset you... You're not paying attention. <laughs> you're not paying attention, or if you're not already, maybe see someone. Mm. Well, and then, like, to, to the, you know, the, the phase two... So if you weren't already enraged about the medicine rationing and the killing of people because of social Wait, so status... They, so they assassinated Tebis? No, no, they just they just withheld okay. other I, medicine you, from you're, you're saying killed Tebis like like they, well, no, they, like they, they noticed did. something happened. I kind of think they did kill him. Smothered him out. I think they did in a, in the in the sense that they they said, "Well, you've used all of his medicine ration for the week, so he's not going to get He this. wasn't going to die overnight like that. No. It, it seemed like it was overnight. I think they I think they. I don't know. If unless, they I think they murdered. Him. Unless more time was passing than we were aware of, which Maybe. I couldn't. I also I couldn't tell the time. Days okay. In the end. No, nah, they murderated him. I like that theory better, though. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the like the punishment for the doctor is oh we're gonna now time you yeah and then like arbitrarily beam you to different spots in the room and then only give you some fixed amount of time to treat now could he just refuse to treat them because those people don't actually need treatment so it's not like he's breaking well, the i think that i think in that case they he would have just been shut down or, yeah oh, fair you know i think That's that was I think that was the threat i didn't um, understand take them all, all out with you <laughs> i think there's a minor issue with the technology in that they, they were able to hook up the mobile emitter to their computers, even though it's 27th century well, tech? Well, not just that. They were also able to transfer his program around that room yeah. while he was wearing his his mobile emitter. Yep. Hmm. So unless they were, like, beaming him, oh, yeah. which I guess they could they have could. been. They could. Why not? It, it no meant... one else gets beamed Right, that we which see. is why I would think, like, oh, maybe they just installed hollow emitters in this ward. But they couldn't have, because they he they didn't even have, like basic treatment stuff that he was looking for from like Voyager. So why would they have that technology? Well, maybe maybe they're advanced in holography but not in anything else. Or maybe they bought shit from God. traders. Well the God thing is, are, yeah. even if they had installed thing uh, projectors out of one thing, but the emitter was always on his arm. Yeah, exactly. It moved with it. Made him, no so sense. so they, they, they fucked, fucked that up. up. Yeah, Jinx. No, yeah, because no one else beams. Because I, I even know, like you know, they say, "Hey, what's his name? Not OG, Voji. Uh, Voji, come upstairs. Forever. No, come upstairs. He has to run up thirty-seven flights of stairs or whatever. He's like, okay, I'm here now. What do you want? Take my mobile and bring it downstairs for me. God damn it, Doctor! Couldn't you just beam down? No, oh, God. When he first went up there, it was like, wait, what the fuck is this? He just kind of always assumed the whole hospital was like his floor. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the other blue level doctor was interesting to me because he's set up like a prick. Oh, Dysek. I yeah. liked him. Yeah, but like, and in the end, he embraced the chaos, and yeah, I liked exactly. it. Exactly. In the end, he's like, "Yeah, this is kind of a fucked up system." Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna leverage it. Yep. Which I appreciate. How much of that is self-serving and how much is, is that him doing the right thing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, 50-50. I yeah, yeah. it's 50-50. I don't get the sense that this society has a Hippocratic Oath. Hmm. I think this society has a 
follow what the computer tells you to do. Yeah, they, they have already taken all of uh, Tempest's organs. Well, this this society, Poor like... Tempest. While he was alive. Basically oh, had God. this problem, and we're like, rather than solve it ourselves, we're going to hire outside contractors. Mm-hmm. So they are spineless. Yeah, this species is known for being great bureaucrats. Weird. Mm-hmm. And apparently, yeah, other species just hire them to show up and bureaucrat all around the place. I can't wait till them and the Ferengi meet. Ugh, oh my. Ferengi will win. It's like the think tank, except horrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've probably done more harm overall than the think tank. Mm-hmm. I don't want to switch over if we're done for a moment. We may come back. We probably will. We have no plan. Um, to all the stuff going on on the Voyager, because they're trying to figure out... They're following, like, the breadcrumb trail, mm. and we meet lots of fun aliens mm. in great makeup, and fucking Jerry, Jerry from Parks and Rec in the role he was born to play. Yeah. <laughs> Is that who that was? Yes, yeah. it's amazing! Okay. It's the perfect casting. He was vaguely familiar. That explains why. Who was it from what? Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. the guy that plays, he plays Jerry or, or uh, Gary <laughs> or Larry on Parks and Rec. I really have to watch that show. <gasps> have you not watched that show? I I've think seen, you'd like it. I've seen I a random episode. I like what I've seen. Skip the first yeah. season or two. You know, I, you know no, see, I don't it. do that. I you can't do that. But, but you do, the first season, I think it's shorter, but it's also kind of a slog. Here's the thing. We survived TAS. Yeah. We can survive the first couple seasons of yeah, just anything. Hold, just, just hold it out. I mean, if you get past... The thing is, I hate telling people, like, oh, if you can get to three seasons, then you're good. But, like, it's kind of true. If you can get to Adam Scott, you're fine. Mm. There's Adam Scott waiting for you at the end of the tunnel, and it's like, fucking yes. Yeah. And he was in Star Trek. Yes, he played Wyatt. Not Wyatt. Did you notice, though? I Wyatt. Wyatt is, was his character on Well, I don't remember his character. Oh, fuck my life. I, I don't remember. He's an unnamed Helmsman. Yeah, I don't think they give he's, him a name. He's named on a ship, on a timelines. Oh, oh okay. timelines? Oh, I say, because he's just, he's just a person that maybe died on the Defiant? At the no, ma- he's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Did you notice what his wife was credited as? Whose wife? Jerry's. No. Adulteress. Yes! In the closing <laughs> credits, just adulteress. Oh, I liked her. And she had such a thing for Gar, and I had such a thing for Gar. Damn it. Mm. No, I nah, think he's, no, his, his makeup was yeah, excellent. Yeah, Gar was cool. Oh, his makeup was great, but I... He looked like a mongoose. Like, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you look at these aliens, yeah, I'd fuck that. I would not fuck him. <laughs> well, the thing is, he had, like, a really wide mouth, which bothered me. Mm. Yeah, like some kind of rodent. I don't think that would bother me. Oh, my... <laughs> Love I it. hadn't even thought Love that it. that way. I wasn't even thinking about the pros and cons, but then you say that, and I'm suddenly on board. Yeah, I felt like this was kind of like revisiting, uh, tracking down the con men from Live Fast and Prosper. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Do it again. Why not? It's fun. Yeah. And then they finally capture Gar, and we suddenly, out of nowhere, we have a, a, a Tuvok Neelix team up, which again, is always ethically dubious so as good. fuck. This yeah. whole scene, he's like, I'm going to threaten you with a mind melt. I'm going to poison you. Yay! It wasn't a real poisoning. It was a gastrointestinal distress. Wasn't it? Though? And all that, he's like, I mean, Mr. Yeah, Neelix, did you whatever. just poison him? You were threatening him with a mind melt. You win this round. And in last episode, we saw what your mind melts do. Yeah, like... <laughs> no one is in the right in this episode no, except the yeah. he, he mind melts with Gar, and then Gar's... Gar says the, the Bajoran uh, yeah. line. Oh, no. and it's, oh, it's like, oh, wrong tape. <laughs> <laughs> wrong tape. 
Wrong program. My bad. <laughs> like that robot in like defunct Robot Island that can only respond with the tapes. Oh, you oh, yes. yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this episode. Well, we also have a... Uh, so Gar left them with a fake EMH. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it was almost a wasted opportunity back when EMH was off doing Adventure with Andy Dick. Mm-hmm. And Tom and oh, Harry the, the built, shitty EMH? built themselves a puppet EMH that sucked. And I was wondering, like, is it that one? Is that the one he brought up? Apparently it was it's one a of, training program. Yeah, this is one of his training programs. Oh, it should have been that, and I would have laughed. That would have been good. I hadn't even thought of that. How hard can it be to, train, to, <laughs> to code an EMH? Nausikins would love hockey. Mm-hmm. Klingons probably would too. Mm. Oh, Klingons would fucking love hockey and rugby. I don't. I don't know how much they would like ice. True. Their whole world is basically lava. Well, uh, Ru- wait. Who are we talking about? Klingons. Klingons. Yeah. Okay. And actually, yeah. So what was it? They, they specifically referenced Klingons not liking the cold in that one Voyager. Mm, yes, you're right. Whatever. They. I mean, once you get all once you get all warmed up, skating around and punching people. Mm. You know, they get used to it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that the Klingons would have a hard time not killing people. <laughs> I have these just blades on my feet, yeah, you see. Exactly. Okay, they, they, they actually just put <laughs> tiny batlets yeah, on foot, instead of normal batlets. Bat oh, that would be like so that. sick. That'd be so cute. I, I mean, kind of deadly. That's the thing. I kind of picture them being really bad at ice skating, though. Oh, yeah. They, they're not coordinated. They'd be terrible. <laughs> you know that scene in Beauty and the Beast? Aww. <laughs> uh, we also all this time. We also get another cute scene where the... Who, who, who was hitting on Janeway a bit? Oh, no, it was the the adulteress thought yeah, she Janeway wanted, wanted Gar. Gar because this woman is a weirdo. Uh, and Janeway pretends to be involved with Tuvok. And meanwhile, Chakotay's weeping in the background. Mm-hmm. Carving a tiny tub. I made tub. you a tub. <laughs> I have a man. I loved that. And Tuvok doesn't even acknowledge. He just keeps going with his things. I can't. I, can't. I already can, can pretend to mind meld people against their will. I'm just going to ask the questions. Tuvok, uh, this is one of those episodes. I will say, it, it's probably for the best, though. Like, this is a time where the tone of the B and the A plots are very different. Mm-hmm. But rather than it being jarring, it was kind of like, here's a release valve. Yeah, it was balanced. The A plot this was actually is balanced. really... Uh, upsetting here. Have a giggle. They okay. Now come back. Now come back and be sad again. Yeah. Now have a giggle. Now be sad. Mm. Yeah, a great a great doctor episode. I thought. Um, How much did you guys like that little end scene where he asks Seven, "Who's here? Hooray!" Yay, she, she gets a scene. Seven's got work this uh, week. Hey Seven, can you test to make sure all of my ethical programming is working? And she's like, "Yeah, it looks fine. Why?" He's like, "Oh, no, I did some unethical things, and I was wondering if it was a flaw in my programming or if I'm a monster." <laughs> Sorry, Doc. You're becoming more human. If you were Data, you'd be sort of weirdly happy about this. See, this is my new headcan is that they never um Oh the the, the evil MH yeah. from the from the Equinox. Equinox. <gasps> his program just got merged with uh with the with the doctor. Oh, I was gonna say maybe they just never turned back on his ethical subroutines. Uh, yeah, but no. surely that was some kind of greater good situation. Hmm. You're not supposed to intentionally poison someone, even to make a point. Listen, why should the Hippocratic Oath matter to him? He's not following the rules the rules of robotics. <laughs> just, fuck it. Oh, no, I, I, I mean, actually, the first law of robotics and the Hippocratic Oath are very similar. Well, he broke them both. Beep boop. Yeah. 
By the way, Robert Picardo is on Cameo, so we could hire him to sing the <gasps> Robot Hell song. Just saying. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be fucking amazing. Oh, I bet he would love it. Actually, I don't know if he's still active. They they do list people who are... just ask him anyway. We're always on ever. So That would be so great. I would love that. Right, we're we're going to sing a different song right now. We're going to sing the Mutiny song. Up yours, Captain. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. All right, so our block activity today, in in reference to our our mutiny that we saw in whatever the first episode was, regression, right? Meet and mute. Mm. Uh, we're in, all episode long. I'm watching like, oh no, I picked mutinies this week because I saw it referenced on Memory Alpha. I don't see a mutiny happening at all this episode. Oh, wait, there it is. We're fine. There's <laughs> there's a legit actual mutiny. Oh, yeah, right. there it goes. I, I see it now. Because <laughs> um, we actually, we don't see a, like a ton of mutinies. Yeah, I was, trying, I was trying to think. I, I could come up with loads. Yeah. How, well, many, how many times is Michael Burnham mutiny? Uh, at least <laughs> twice <laughs> per episode. Yes. Well, yeah, I was, I, from from uh, original run. Are we counting mutiny as being like the captain has been brainwashed or is, or is or has switched bodies with somebody? Yes. Okay. Yes. We so are. turnabout intruder. Actually, the, what, what we should, what we should oh, do yeah. first is define mm. mutiny because it's, it's not just like not following orders. It's literally you take over the ship. Take yeah, taking. Um, Wait, isn't that just like insubordination? Yeah. Well, you have to uh, yeah, but like no, yeah, yeah, like insubordination is not following orders. Actively taking over the ship is a mutiny because like there's definitely a lot of there's so there's turnabout intruder. Yeah. Which is one where the captain's been replaced. There's uh, the one with Picard when he's been imprisoned and they put yes. an imposter in his place and then the, the crew eventually that mutinies. That was Allegiance. Mm. And that was the, Appropriately yeah, enough. That was the fake Picard and he sings a sea shanty. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, like those those ones are, are interesting because it's not like they're mutinying against... The captain, they're mutinying against the imposter. Yeah, but they don't, like, how could they prove that it's an imposter? For all they know, there's just something wrong. Mm. Yeah. It's like, he's saying things that are fucked up. The same thing happens, and I'm going to spoil a little bit, because I watched this episode this week, because there's an episode of Enterprise with a full-fledged fucking mutiny. It's in season three, it's called Hatchery. Yeah, okay, that one. And... I watched this episode and I'm fucking horrified. And boy, when we get to this episode, when we talk about it on the podcast, I am going to be livid because Archer is protecting some life forms from, you know, from the other side of the war. And everyone on his crew is like, why isn't Archer committing war crimes right now? Like he usually does. And they mutiny. Mm-hmm. Season three is rough. <laughs> It is a lot... Here's the thing. It is a lot of them doing bad shit and never getting a comeuppance for it. And it's unclear what the episode is even trying to say. Like, they, they can do... They rush it under the rug because it's like, oh no, it's because the only reason Archer was helping these these hatchlings is because the, 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 he got, like, spit on or he got something yeah. on him yeah. that yeah. made I'm, him... I'm gonna yeah, spoil season three right do now. Do it. Do it. I hate season three. Because so much of it is like they're all doing really bad things because of an event. It, it Star Trek does 9-11. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Star Trek does the war on terror. Yeah, but the thing is, again, it's doing a lot of very bad shit. And you get like, all right, you've, you've been driven to this because bad things happened. 
but there's never any repercussion. Yeah, it's almost like the the episodes like they're like, no, this should is, you be on? This is, it doesn't matter. Well, most of them go with like, yeah, this is fine oh, because okay. bad thing happened. So yeah, it's oh, yeah, no, it's really, fucking. Yeah. I hate season three. I fucking hate season three. The message is so bad. It is so hoorah, war on terror. Like you know, when people are like, how are they conservative Star Trek fans? Well, season three of Enterprise. Hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like Enterprise as a whole could kind of be looked at as Star Trek for conservatives. Well, probably, but I just, season three stands out so much as being so reprehensible. Yeah, but that was the zeitgeist. I yeah. know. Fucking. So we'll get fuck. to, we'll get to season three of Enterprise eventually. Unfortunately. And yeah, and that episode will be particularly fucking horrifying. Well, listen, we might not. The world could end before then. That's a fair point. <laughs> Hooray. In the next something, to, something to look forward <laughs> to. Um, so speaking of Enterprise, uh, I feel like there's also a mutiny in, in a mirror darkly. Oh, well, there's mutinies every day in the mirror universe. Check off mutiny. Well, that's uh, how you get promoted in the mirror universe. Like that, uh, the, I, they even have a word for mutiny yeah, there. Kirk, I think it's implied that Kirk off-screen mutinied against Pike. Yeah. No, it's said outright. He taught, got the command by killing Pike. Yeah, but did he, did he mutiny or did he use his magic magic box in the wall to disappear Pike? I don't remember. I think... No, I think it had been Pike's magic thing, and he only found out right after he killed Pike. I don't remember. It's I thought it was he had the thing and used it to rise, like because maybe because the his his captain's woman was saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this that is." Th- I know how much. you rose so quickly in Starfleet. Yeah, that's the one good mirror mirror universe episode. We should rewatch it and find out. Uh, but yes, they did put Mirror Kirk in prison in the Prime Universe, so that may have technically been a mutiny. The, yeah, but but they they put the e- the the oh, evil but, Kirk. Oh, you mean on the on the on the, in the real enter- on the normal enterprise. enterprise? Yeah, they they put all yeah, the mirror so people like in prison. Spock, Spock putting them in the brig. Would yeah, we never get to see anything that happens on the actual Enterprise. Really, like, no, just or the screaming, thereof. screaming in the. Do any brig. of them think it's actually Kirk and there's just something wrong? Well, yeah. that's. I think that at first, that's kind of all they really say is like we thought there was something up, <laughs> but we weren't sure what. Garth of Izar, he mutinied, right? Is that his or, crew? Or, I mean, his crew mutinied. Yeah, him. because he was a wacko. Well, well, he yeah. was committing war crimes. Mm-hmm. Unlike Archer, who wasn't committing war crimes. He wasn't committing that enough one, war that crimes. That one week, he wasn't committing a war crime. <laughs> Not enough war crimes. And yet, Cisco is the one who gets shit on all the time for the war crimes he did. <laughs> Well, because people actually watched Deep Space Nine. Fair. No, they didn't. (laughs) More people watched it than Enterprise. Fair enough, but... Speaking, though, of DS9, didn't they technically mutiny at the start of Season 3? Because, like, they were told to that Starfleet had to leave Taroknor, and a bunch of them stayed behind to help the little Lenalis' resistance. I don't remember any of this. It was like that three... Who stayed behind? Uh, Well, wasn't Kyrgyz left behind? Well, all the no, no, so, not 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 when the Cardassians take over. Oh, this is that oh, oh. the the circle oh, there God, when that Terrence was such a bad plot line. when uh, Terrence Sta- was it Stamp? Yes. No, yes, yeah, maybe. No, it's the other fella. Great. Um, I've just started my third watch and I still don't remember. Yeah, it's the start of season three, I think. It's a three-parter. Kai Win and that politician like secretly back that Bajoran nationalist group. Yeah, the circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. and like. Jerk. Starfleet's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're getting the hell out of Bajor. The Bajorans can have the station. We're fucking leaving. And 
And Cisco and friends stay behind. Yeah, which technically is in direct contravention. Which again, it's not a ship takeover, but it is. It's still more than normal insubordination. Like it is. It is definitely closer to sort of mutiny. It's definitely. Well, the Cisco is of Bajor. Yeah. True. True. But yeah, they all stay behind in like in civilian clothes, which is you know that's when it's serious. Mm. Yeah, I think there's got to be because I know like you know we can't, we don't say Kirk mutinied when he went and found Spock. That was. Some other thing. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that was a different crime. That was treason, I think, technically. Yeah. It's it's certainly bad. <laughs> uh, Omedicline. Was it Omedicline? Who was it that killed Wayun 1? We never met Wayun 1. Or the first Wayun that Wayun we meet. 4? Was that Wayun 4? Is that uh, the first one? Or 3. Goranagar? Whatever. Whichever one where after they did that joint mission to, yeah. to do the thing... Yeah. They, uh, the Jem'Hadar just vaporized the Wayun. Yeah, yeah. And that, 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 of course, was a retcon. Him being Wayun 4 or whatever. Yeah, I was, I was just... They, the, they only the, established later they were clones so they could bring back Wayun. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that, that was that, the last That was a mutiny. Good, good, good. Insurrection, obviously. It's in the title. Well... Well, he steals his own ship. Yeah, it's the thing. It's his own ship. I mean, that's that's more like insubordination, right? Because... Yeah, I would agree with that. Because he's going against his orders yeah. from... Again, I guess what it is, is once you steal a Starfleet vessel, it's treason. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not mutiny. Yeah, I think a mutiny is... I, I had this open. Do I still have this? What are we looking at? Oh, the dickbag cat is trying to get in the cabinet. He's uh, almost Stop mutinying. Is there a new bag of food? It is, food but it's it? not even the one he likes. Well, he knows there's a new bag in there. Mutiny. All right. Mutiny is defined as an unlawful attempt by, a, by military personnel to seize or overthrow military authority, uh, in this case referring specifically to any attempt by mutineers to take control of a vessel from its commanding officer. Does anybody mutiny against Jellico? No. No. Damn it. No, they love why would you? Because, yeah, he's exactly. He's like, he's like, hey, he finally gave us the four shift rotation we've been looking for. And made fucking Troy put on a real uniform. Mm-hmm. God, I hated those purple pajamas of hers. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly, so I, I looked it up. Hero Jellico. He is specifically, Kirk is not specifically brought up on charges of mutiny at the end of Star Trek Four. Theft of Federation property, yes, but not mutiny. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, you have to be overthrowing whoever is in charge of the thing. And mm. when, like, say, in, what was it, the Circle or the Siege or whatever the other one was, um, Deep Space Nine, there's no one in charge mm. of the station. What, They're do, just disobeying orders. How do we feel about brothers? Oh, oh. I guess technically, yeah, but just by the strict definition. Yeah, what, I mean, what episode? Data, that is Data the one where, where, where Data takes over the ship. Data oh. goes back to to Daddy because Daddy turned something on in his brain. Daddy, Daddy turned him on, and he had to get back. <laughs> Yowza! Uh, I would count that. Yeah, no, I've yeah again dictionary how about, definition. How about power play? Yes. Wait. Power play. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, you say power play, and I was thinking thinking a different one, but oh. but yeah. Power, yeah, power play is is uh, O'Brien. Uh, Are they trying Troy to take control of the ship? Data. They do take control of the ship, right? They have they they they, they shoot, take they some shoot. hostages. They never in, they're never in control. Troy, Troy knocks out Picard on the bridge, and and O'Brien phasers. Riker and Worf, I think, or just beats up Worf. I can't remember. But see, at this point, they're not technically themselves, so this is more of a piracy but thing. We, but yeah, that's true. But they did. But then, but then, uh, I think 
Riker or Worf managed to lock out the computer so they, they didn't actually succeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they went and did a hostage situation. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah, the one I thought for a second you were referring to was Disaster, in which the three children refused to leave Picard to die. Oh. That's, that a, was, that's a mutiny of sorts. <laughs> he even he even tells them it's a mutiny. Mm. Mm-hmm. He, he specifically says this, this, this constitutes mutiny. For that matter, though, uh, in that same episode, I would say that... Um, in Disaster? In Disaster, Roe came with an oh, inch yeah, True. Ro wanted it so much. <laughs> she wanted to mutiny. That's right, I forgot about that. Well, because Troy made a terrible decision that turned out to be right, but still, Roe had the point. Roe had a very good point. She'll make a great captain one day. Uh, I have one more from TNG I was going to bring up, and that's that we know that the crew of the Pegasus oh, mutinied yeah. the fuck out of their out of that ship, mm. but they all fucking died. Yeah, oh, the, mutin- were... the mutineers died. Yeah, everybody like like the bootlickers like Riker made it. <laughs> yeah, they got away and was like, oh well, if you guys are going to mutiny, we'll just leave you on this fucking sabotaged ship of woe. <laughs> Not to be confused with woe. I guess ultimately the crew of um, the what's it mutinied Equinox. Yes. Oh yeah, they definitely did. Mm-hmm. Fucking. When the captain finally grows a conscience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that. They, they yeah, Max. Fucking Max. Yeah. Oh, he was sucked. so good at good at that shit. He was. He was so good at being a piece of shit. Um, it wasn't a real mutiny. It was a simulated mutiny, but uh, worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun one. Had a mutiny. I like that one. That's the Holo novel. The Holo novel. That, With Seska. Seska too. That wild bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a couple others in Voyager we had, while well, we're talking about Voyager, we had um, Anorax's crew was ready to mutiny in your hell. And that's mm-hmm. the only reason yep. they were able to get their shields down so Janeway could Leroy Jenkins that motherfucker. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. I haven't thought about Leroy Jenkins in a while. Does Threshold... When Tom kidnaps the captain and he's not trying to take control of a ship, he's trying to get off the ship. Yeah, we got off. Just, right? was yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say he was trying to get off. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. I just really wanted to bring up threshold. Um, it's funny. As well, you should. It's a good episode. Did I, I, I was, mean, I was spacing episode. out? Did you already say anorax? I just yeah. Said, I just okay. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was. I thought I heard you say, it and then I couldn't remember the, the part of and, Caitlin today. And then I erased. <laughs> I erased that timeline, and then you forgot that. Ah, that's right. Happened. It was. Um, Makes sense. I'm going to throw out there, because you did say the definition is just taking over the ship from its rightful commander, right? Yes. So would we count elementary dear data when Moriarty Moriarty isn't a crew member. He is just just an invader. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay, he's a pirate. Yeah. Yar. Yeah, I like the pirate analogy. Like when the Ferengi took over the ship in Stupid Children episode. That's piracy. Mm. Stupid Children episode. What's it called? Uh, Mary. Rascals. Thank you. Mm. Little Rascals. Little Rascals. Spanky and our gang. There's definitely... Again, it's the Mirror Universe, but the Enterprise Mirror Universe episodes definitely have a mutiny. Yep. yep. But in classic Mirror Universe fashion, God, that's a good episode. God damn. You're gonna hate them, probably. I I am greatly debating not not being on that episode, because I don't know if I'll be able to stand my life. Uh, You all never let me skip episodes I don't want to do. Which episode? In a Mirror Darkling. Oh. Mostly because Chris is going to be so pleased that it's going to be too much. Mm. (laughs) A couple other ones. Oh, we got freaking... 
freaking Spock, man. Oh, yeah. Spock, that prick in yeah. the menagerie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. Because he fucking takes over. For ta- like he uses people's voices and uh, against them and things and takes over the ship in the menagerie so that he can go to fucking Talos four fifteen. I thought you were gonna say um... this side of paradise. Oh, that too. Uh, um, <laughs> wow, Spock, goddamn, uh, a mock time. He never fully takes over, but he does oh, lie true. about orders that had been given. He oh, also right. does keep changing the yeah. direction of the ship. Yeah, he he like. Semi mutinies. He f- he mutinies like in like the the subconscious. Yeah, he tries to he it's tries to have a subtle mutiny. mutiny. <laughs> Doesn't Decker escape custody? Because he escapes custody. This is in Doomsday Machine. In Doomsday Machine, and then he. But I guess it is technically his ship. Yeah, he does have authority, being a commodore. But he but was Spock... under, a, but he was under arrest for being crazy. But that's the... not a. I feel like that's not really a mutiny. That's an actual like medical reason. Do they yeah. mutiny against Decker though at some point? Because they think... realize he's kind of kooky. Well, no, no, because he had already left the constellation at that time and was. Oh yes, I mean when he's in charge of the Enterprise, though, do they? Uh, Spock relieves him of command, I think. But that's based on a medical thing. But that's which based is on a, a medical thing. And yeah, then, and then, they, then yeah. he attacks the guard right, and right. steals a shuttle. Like you do. Yeah. As everyone does. They've never, never locked the shuttle bays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever. It's like that guy uh, in Jurassic Park, clever girl. How many times do I have to tell them to put locks on the doors? <laughs> clever Decker. Escalator again. What is this from? You say this all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Really? Here's a debatable one that I'm not sure I'd count Uhura in the Lorelei signal. Uh, Because all the men were technically stupid. stupid, Yeah, yeah. incapacitated. She takes over the ship. I'd say it counts. But there might, again, I think it's a chain of command. I feel like there's justifiable mutinies. Well, like I said, there's, there's kind of like, there's that, it's like with Decker, though, there's kind of, a, there are a medical allowances within yeah. the regulations where you can go, like, I'm in charge because I'm the only fit person. Mm. Yeah, well, I think they use that in the deadly years. Like, I wouldn't count the deadly years as a, as a, anyone mutinying. Of course, that was also because, what, the Admiral or Commodore or something was around being a dick. Mm. I forget. Final Frontier. Remind me. Every, oh, yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody that's brainwashed by Cybok. And a lot of them are crew. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Pirates hired mutineers in a way, sort mm. of. They should have changed their civilian clothes. <laughs> mm. Sulu could have gotten back in that uh, funky... That cape? Leather, yeah. Leather cape of his. Chekhov could have been in this fucking little Dutch boy outfit. Ooh! Oh, Put poor Walter in that, Walter by the way. Did. Oh. I was going to say Walter did, yeah. He sh- showed up that day to, to work that day. Like, yeah, go with that. He's like, what? what? This is just what I was wearing? Okay. Um... And it's different, different continuity, but uh, doesn't Kirk attempt to mutiny in Star Trek 2009? Apparently, and then he gets, then he gets. That's why they get thrown on a planet. Yeah, he gets, he gets exiled to a planet where Spock is. Oh yeah, yeah. He tries to, yeah, yeah. And then I think, well, but then he gets, he then he gets Spock to step down. Yeah. By admitting that he is uh, emotionally uh, compromised. compromised. I've only see, so I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters because it's fucking trash. But uh, oh, into darkness. Yeah, I think doesn't he 
he get Scotty to mutiny or something? I don't remember. It wasn't on my list, but the 2009 okay. one yeah, was. Does, yeah, definitely. And, so, and I was just like, all right, I'll write it down, but I do not remember. So yeah, yeah, I forgot I'm about that sure part. Kirk tried to take over the ship. From Spock, yeah. From Spock, and then Spock, to punish him, ejected him. Yeah. Is a crazy fascist. That tracks. They got yeah, that part right. right. Fucking everybody in Dramatis Persona. <laughs> They were possessed at the time, but it means that all, all the people that were, that were possessing them were also mutinying. Wait, which one is that? That's why Cisco builds a clock. Ah, oh, it's good. And Dax is like, it's not even that good. It's, it's just a good clock. Let me rephrase that. I enjoy Cisco on that episode. I can't remember anything else about it, but I remember enjoying Cisco and his clock. You're right. The episode itself wasn't that good. Yeah, I remember Julian being fun because he never took sides because he's just on his own side. Right, 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 right. But like Kira is trying, Kira's character is trying to like overthrow the ship. That's gonna That's be where right. they came up with her mirror universe character because like <laughs> watching it because I, I just watched this one recently and you can really see. Uh, what is it, Intendant Kira? Mm-hmm. You can see it there. It was, when you said Dramatis Persona, I was thinking of... Um... That Shakespeare episode from TOS? No. <laughs> Which one? Uh, no. Um... <laughs> True. True that. That's what I was that thinking That TNG of. one that I really like, but can never remember the fucking title of Time with, Mac- with uh, Macduff. Oh, Conundrum. Yeah. Someday I'll remember the damn title. I brought it up how many mm-hmm. times in the last couple months? A lot. That, again, isn't really... Yeah, I, would, I was thinking about that one, too. I don't think... It's not technically mutiny, because they didn't know who they were or what they were doing, but Starfleet... Worf presumes that he's the captain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he's got the sash! Mm. Wasn't that his reasoning? I can't remember. He said, I am also yeah. decorated. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, if they had gone through with it and presumably not survived, Starfleet would have been like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I have another one. Mm-hmm. And that's the Voyager crew in Night. Because in Night, Night's where they, we pass through the, the, the blackened space mm-hmm. and have to save the night aliens from the Malon dumping garbage. Yep. And Janeway, who's been a sulk the whole time, decides, I'll seal the wormhole from here and I'll just have to live here in the darkness of night for the rest of my life. And oh, everyone says, yeah. no. Janeway, no, we're mutinying, so you can't do that. And then she's like, fuck! Mm. But thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> she needs help. You know? She did in that episode. Yeah. She luckily like, kicking ass helped her. Oh man. I was gonna say I really want to hear Janeway drop an F bomb, but look she's in the one new track where you can't do that. True. Uh yeah, the rest of I have are, are, are from New Trek. Mm. There's that oh god, I don't like this one. There's a short trek, Ask Not, in which Pike Pike is under arrest for mutinying, and we're gonna set you set up in front of this cadet or whoever this bitch was uh you make sure to watch pike and make sure he doesn't get away and he's, oh i completely forgot about this yeah and he was supposed to be you know mutinying but it turns out there's a twist and eh. yeah i don't remember it that well i forgot yeah 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 that was about a mutiny we never see the mutiny and technically the mutiny doesn't exist so all this thing yeah final ep- episode i had uh, i have as an example is from strange new worlds and that's the crew of the serene squall which were just so easy mm. to plant the idea of mutiny into. <laughs> I forgot about that Because they somehow. fucking love mutiny. Oh, it's good, yeah. What about um, the woman in Prodigy who... Oh, the other... The other... Valnicott? Yeah. But she's not Starfleet. <laughs> no. She's yeah. just pretending. To, she's like fucking Lieutenant Rizzo. Not actually Starfleet. Yeah, fair. Co- Commodore O. <laughs> Definitely a mutineer. 
Nope, she's just Romulan. <laughs> Tom Riker. Oh yeah, he stole the Defiant. Yeah, but would or tried he, to. But he was he still Starfleet at that time. I don't, oh, I don't think he could. No, he was he was, he was, he was Maquis, Maquis, wasn't he? But he was he like secretly Maquis? I mean, I guess he was he was masquerading as Will Riker in that episode. Well, but also as soon as you're Maquis, you feel like you're not. Yeah, that's what you. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah like Eddington. We yeah. wouldn't say Eddington mutinied. We say Eddington defected. Yeah, Eddington yeah. revealed his true and probably agreeable colors. Pretty colors. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can think of. But do we consider Michael Burnham to have been covered by us saying all the mutinies that Michael Burnham? Yeah. Has? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. There's at least two. Edward, not more. Edward wanted to mutiny. Speaking of short tracks. Oh my god, he would have been in the fucking right. (laughs) What? Edward Larkin, the triple guy? Yeah. Yeah. Justice for Edward Larkin. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, It was unexpected, but I'll take it. Fuck that bitch. Uh, Yeah, I'm ashamed to say it, but it really just makes me want to eat a triple. They do look delicious. They do. Was... They're like poplars or poplins. What are poplars? They? Poplars from Futurama. Is there an episode? I'm remembering an episode where they were like in a standoff, and I don't remember which series it was or were there what duplicates involved. <laughs> no, they're in a standoff with another species, and they get the second officer. They convince the second officer to mutiny. You know what I'm talking about? In the, Is it, it the Gem Hadar? No. Okay. It's, Hang on. It's either still... Romulans. It might be Romulans. It's it's still or, coming to me. Or I love it. Ferengi. Ames is like calculating. Wait. That is familiar. In the oh, is, is it, it in the, the battle? battle? It's in the battle. They convinced the the second officer on the Ferengi ship to to oh wow mutiny against that's uh, yeah, Damon, that's right. And they have, little, they have a little they have a little second well. in command party and Riker and the and the yeah. second are like yep. eating cake or something. Yep. Wow. A good one, well Jake. Done. Actually, there might there might be another Ferengi mutiny. Oh my god, they're so good at it. <laughs> that we will see in the future. Oh, I will leave it there. In the future. Yeah. Maybe. Certainly someone tries to get a Ferengi to mutiny. I don't know if he actually does, though. I can't remember. It's been too long. Hmm. Well, I'm about to mutiny just to get us out the hell out of here because we've been talking for a while. Mm -hmm. I have a chocolate-covered strawberry in the fridge with my name on it. Ooh. No, it has sprinkles on it, but it might as well be my name. Oh, you can rearrange them into your name. My name is Sprinkles, so uh, this has been Sprinkles. (laughs) This has been Jimmy's. This has been... Steamed clam. And this has been Funfetti. Awesome. So yeah, we're getting the hell out of here. Um, obviously, all of this stuff is going to be up on our Tumblr. Make sure you're following the Tumblr. The Tumblr has a lot of fun stuff on it. Uh, you can get there at sshbpodcast. Exactly. Go there. Uh, no, don't go there. You can go to sshbpodcast.com, or you can click the link at the bottom of this episode, or you can find it on the Facebook, or search the Tumblr. You can, you can find it. You can also find this podcast all over the fucking place. It's on the SoundCloud, it's on the Apple one, it's on the Google one, it's on the other ones. There, It's all over the place because next week we got more, not Deep Space Nine, what show are we watching? The Voyager. The Voyager. Next week, the episodes are going to be Inside Man and Body and Soul. So you're definitely going to want to hang out with us for those. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, which exist. That has been it from me. I was going to make a joke at the end. What was the joke I was going to make? Oh yes, uh, so so this this has been Ames. My treatment coefficient is one.
Works for me. Well done. I'm Caitlin. My treatment coefficient is 69.